Hey, would you look at that? I now have theme music. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> if I got around to stealing someone's song and spliced it into this. Um, I'm thinking about that. And I will eventually start using pretty much like local bands from here in Buffalo or just friends bands. And may or may not actually get permission beforehand. But I imagine these people... Uh, I don't have to worry about paying royalties is kind of the key. But I will give them full credit in the comments. Or not in the comments, in the description I will list because I probably won't decide until well after these things have been recorded that I'm going to start putting people, other people's songs in here. Maybe I'll put one of my own songs. That would kind of be the easiest way, wouldn't it? But whatever, you may or may not have heard some theme music there. Welcome to a special 4th of July episode of Velvet Al Watches Movies So You Don't Have To. I hope you're having a wonderful 4th of July, or that you had one if you're listening to this afterwards, or that you will have one if you're listening to this next year before 4th of July happens. Whenever. You don't have to listen to this on 4th of July to enjoy it. In fact, it doesn't matter what day you watch, listen to this, you probably won't enjoy it anyhow. Um, I'm going to start, since I don't think people listen all the way through, I'll now start giving the email beforehand. Uh, velvetal at hotmail.com if you have any suggestions for movies you want to, me to do or just general comments, and I will read listener mail on the air if I ever get them or if you're listening to this on YouTube comments on the comment section I and I will read one of them and say something but so this week for our special 4th of July episode gonna watch a very patriotic film American Force 6 Soldier Champion I'm assuming it's patriotic that kind of title it is fucking patriotic um i haven't seen the first five american forces so i imagine that this must be a very good franchise if it got up to part six um i'm not wondering why i chose this and not american ninja i should have gone with american maybe next year fourth of july i'll do an american ninja movie i was just trying to find something patriotic to fit the fourth of july theme uh Description on this, after a resistance leader escapes a political prison camp, the government tracks his route to resistance headquarters, which was their original plan. Do, do, do. Honestly, I have no fucking clue what that means. I don't know, like that description just kind of like went over my head. So maybe this is a little too brainy of a film for me. We shall see. So let me hit play. And you can listen along. Well, you, you know how this works. If not, I mean, it's pretty, like, easy to pick up. I watch the movie, tell you what happens, and you turn this off, like, ten minutes in and be like, I got better things to do with my time. So here we go. So I'm guessing this film has a budget of about, like, $15. Um, it just feels like every, like, really, like, Z-level like 80s action film down to like 
really bad like synth score. I can't do it. But so we've got this curly-haired guy who's like working out in a prison, like a foreign prison. I think they're Asian. I don't know. The picture quality is really bad. So, but I think the guards were Asian and they were asking like, are you ready to talk? And he's like, no, I will not talk. So they slap him around a bit and throw him back in his jail cell. And there's a mustache guy and he's like, keep it down. And I don't know, blah, blah, blah. They start fighting. I'm not even sure why they just, I guess, didn't like each other. And curly hair guy is pretty much beating mustache guy to a pulp and may or may not have killed him. I'm not sure, but the black guard comes and only reason I'm pointing out he's black is because I thought this was a foreign prison and the other guards were some sort of Asian, but then you've got this black American. So African American, I guess (laughs) would be really the proper way for me to say it rather than black American. Black American sounds really like offensive, doesn't it? I was trying to combine two things, that he's black and that he's American, which is just throwing me off because I thought this was a foreign prison. But he comes too late to really stop the fracas, but he knocks um, curly-haired guy unconscious with his baton. And he's like, oh, no, I don't know what to do. I got to go talk to my officers or something. Yeah, he kind of is the doofus black guy. So look, it's not me. I'm not the racist one. American Force 6 is fucking racist. So now it's the morning time, and the guards have gathered up all the prisoners. So yeah, no, this is Asian. This, the prison, All the main guards are Asian, and all the prisoners are Asian. And sorry that I don't get more specific, because I don't know where this film is set. I want to say, like, Singapore or Saigon, because in my mind, those are, like, the dreaded, like, hardcore camp- <laughs> prison camps that are located. But I'm not going to say it, because I don't know where this is from. So I will come off racist if I'm like, oh, all Asian people look alike. Even though I guess I am kind of am saying that. I mean, I'm not saying that all Asian people look alike. I just can't tell which area of Asia this is from. But, yeah, to be fair, if this was taking place in America, I wouldn't be able to tell you if it was taking place in Washington or Colorado either. So, I spend way too much time defending myself on shit like this. Now, I'm getting Hogan's hero vibes from this prison, because everyone seems just kind of happy and jovial. And the head prison guy, eyepatch guy, he is going to... He's saying that he's going to step aside. He's retiring. So I'm guessing he's probably from like one of the previous films and we've gotten to know good old eye patch guy. And I'm kind of sad just cuz he has an eye patch which just makes it easy to just give him a name and just reference him as eye patch guy. But now glasses guy is going to take over. And he's he's kind of goofy. I like him. He's like yeah. Because one of the prisoners asked, like, can we have more time off? He's like, well, I don't know, but, you know, you can always come and talk to me. I don't know what kind of accent that is. Never mind my accents. I'm not very good with impersonations. 
But yeah, everyone seems happy, and apparently there's going to be just a fight between the prisoners and the guards. And I guess if the prisoners win, they... I don't know if they even get their freedom. I don't... It's At first I thought it was like one-on-one, -on because -one, it seemed like, oh, they were saying like, if the prisoner wins the fight, he becomes the new leader. But the way they're squaring off, it looks like it's prisoners versus guards. And, of course, the guards have weapons, so they have the unfair advantage. And then on the other side of the barracks, is that what it's called? Like, you know, where they got just barbed wire. There's the women prisoners, and they're watching and cheering on. Okay, so it is just one prisoner at a time against all the guards. And the first guy he fights, and he starts off with some really wacky, like, high-flying martial arts moves, and everyone's laughing, and good old time. And then the prison guards just beat his ass and he's happy he's laughing he enjoys getting his ass kicked and again just fun wacky hijinks I'm like oh boy but then the fun and games end with the second guy who comes to fight because he's got a knife that he's whittled away i think i imagine like he probably didn't like have a real knife on him maybe but he shanks one of the guards and everyone's like, no, and Eyepatch Guy shoots him, and he's dead. And it's just all somber, and like, ooh, just, the mood is bad now. So, third guy comes in, and he actually kicks ass without using a knife, and beats up the guards, and everyone's happy again. Even, like, Glasses Guy, who was unhappy with the second guy, but... I'm... Not even sure. Like, why is he happy that his guards got beat? I don't know. But the other prisoners are happy, and, like, I can understand them feeling happy and proud and excited. Why, why was the prison guard, like, all excited about it? Ten minutes in, and we've got boobs, so this film passes the Velvet Owl test. If you're listening for the first time, or just haven't listen to an episode that on a film that's past the Velvet Owl Test. Velvet Owl Test is if a film shows boobs within the first 15 minutes, it passes because it's worth it. Because um, my thinking is if a movie is terrible and you have to turn it off in the first 15 minutes, at least if you've seen boobs, like at least there's that. So we got that. It's nighttime and the women prisoners are forced to I mean, kind of take a shower, except, like, there's no, like, overhead water shower, and they're just kind of all, like, in this little tin box type thing. This little pen, they've all been, like, gathered in. And the male guards, of course, have, like, shown a bright light on them so that the male prisoners can look through the windows and see the women showering. Because it's a good old boys club, like, hey, you might be stuck here in prison, but... We'll let you see some boobs. This is a very interesting prison. I I don't think any American prison would do something like that. Like, hey, you're stuck in here because you're, for reasons, I don't even know why any of these people are in prison. Again, this is like a wacky hijinks. Like, that seems like something if Hogan's Hero was like an R-rated comedy. Like, hey, we're going to look on at the girls topless. Of course, the female guard, she's like, Turn that off, you perverts. Because, you know, she doesn't think that 
the guys should get to look at women naked because, you know, it's unfair. Well, I don't think it's un- that she's mad that it's unfair of, like, well, the women aren't going to get to see the men naked. Just more as, like, you know, they're still human beings. You shouldn't just be gaping at gaping at them. Gazing. Um, glaring? Fuck, why can't I think of... Leering! They shouldn't just leer at them. Man, I was way off with the words I was trying to figure out. Now, over in what must be the American section of the prison, a shaggy-haired guy comes to check on Mustache Guy, who's still alive, just knocked out. Um, I don't know, still knocked out from the previous night, I guess? Because we've already gone from one night to daytime and to nighttime again. So, a shaggy-haired guy uh, gets him some food from the black guard who... Not very happy about the honkies. No, seriously, he's like, watch it, honky. So, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in this section of the prison, but apparently shaggy-haired guy, or not shaggy, um, mustache guy knows of shaggy-haired guy because he knows shaggy-haired guy's sister, and they talk in something, political, political activists and all that, and I don't know. But shaggy-haired guy is convinced that they're going to kill him in his sleep. Now, over in the woods, some prisoners are, like, gathered. I'm not sure. I mean, I think they're prisoners. They've got, like, the same uniform that the rest of the prisoners are. But the thing is, they're, like, in a forest or something. They're out in the woods. Not, like, a deep, deep forest, but there's trees. Enough trees that, like, they can... Some of the guys can hide under them. Which I wouldn't think is, like usually in a prison, even in, like, a foreign nation, like, prisoner of war type prison thing. Or maybe there are. I don't know. It's been a while since I've watched any of, like, those type of, like, old, like, World War II escape films. Um, but yeah, I guess there usually is, like, these areas that they could just fucking hide. And two of the guys fight for reasons, I don't know, I can't figure out anyone's motivation at all in this, just, they fight, and one guy wins, and I think maybe he's the new leader of the crew or something, and so the guy that just won the fight has gone back to the prison, and is talking to this guy, who apparently has the way, knows the ways to get people out of the prison, um, I would think that's kind of suspect, because if he knew how to get out of the prison, why is he still in the prison? I mean, maybe he just enjoys the prison life that much. But, um... He tells the other guy, like, Yeah, I could do it, but you're gonna have to pay. And it looks like they're about to snuggle. So I thought, like, oh, okay. The way to pay is giving them some booty. Or even just snuggling time, it looked like. It wasn't even about, like, sex. They, which I can understand. Maybe he just wants a good cuddle. Like, that can happen to you in prison. You just... It's not even about a woman. You just... You lose that human touch. And you just want someone to snuggle with. But no, it turns out that, uh... I don't even... See, even... If I knew, I don't think they've given any of these guys names, so I don't really know how to say it, but, um, so, 
Well, we'll call him Jackass and Escape Guy. Escape Guy is the one that can arrange this. So Jackass, he pulls up a pillow and opens it up and starts taking out money, which I thought was his hidden stash of money, but then as he's pulling out money, there's a note that he's never read before. So, whose money is this? <laughs> like, if there's a note that he didn't know was there, where did he get this money? And the note says that the money's got to get to so-and-so over at the rendezvous point that I fully don't understand. I don't know. Maybe had I seen any of the first five American forces, some of this would make sense to me. But trust me, I'm not going to go back and watch any of the American forces. <laughs> I, I, I've already committed myself, so I'm going to finish this one. As much as it pains me, but yeah, I don't know. And they talk, and I don't know. There, I guess there's a plan to blow up the prison. Which I, I guess that's one way to escape the prison. So I guess this will be a prison escape movie that has little to do with America. God damn it! I there was like American Kickboxer two or three or something as a choice. Why did I not go with that? To celebrate America. Why did I go... I thought I thought American Force had to have been like a squad of Americans that were going to kick ass in the name of America. And maybe they do in parts 1 through 5. And hopefully, at some point in part 6, the American Force will show up and kick some ass for America. Over at the American side of the prison, they're having to break rocks because Americans don't get to partake in the fun and games of this prison. No, they gotta break rocks all day in the hot sun, because they fought the law, and the law won. I had to go there. But, turns out that shaggy hair guy is secretly informant for the guards, trying to get information on the various prisoners. And, he doesn't quite know who's uh, mustache guy's liaison which makes me wonder now, does Shaggy Hair Guy even have a sister that Mustache Guy knows? Or did he just lie about that to try to get information? Yes, kitty cat, with your whatever noise that was. I think my cat was trying to answer me. But I don't speak cat, so I don't know if that was a yes or a no. So, but they concoct a plan that they're gonna let... Mustache guy and shaggy hair guy escape. You know, wink, wink. So that they can keep track and hopefully mustache guy will lead them to the liaison. And shaggy hair guy is going to have a little tiny radio with him. Over on the Asian side of the prison, the Asians make their move and they manage to break out and they steal guns from the guards and start shooting at all the guards and get out. But once they're outside... They start shooting at each other because they're different gangs or something. I don't know. I can really not understand the motivation of any of these characters. And part of me, no, the majority of me just really doesn't care all that much. Now, Patch Guy is talking to another Asian guy that for some reason has a Russian accent. 
so he's a Russian agent? I mean, I guess, like, it's not too far apart, so could happen. He could have been born in Russia, raised in Russia, developed a Russian accent, and then moved to Asia. It's possible. I'll accept it. I'll go with it. I don't even know what they're talking about. They hate someone, and something's going to happen. Meanwhile, the prisoners have, like, taken out the military, basically. They take out a tank and steal their uniforms that, for some reason, have yellow armbands, which make me think they're, like, playing paintball or something. And they come across more soldiers, and they're trying to pretend, like, oh, no, we're on your side. See our outfits and the yellow armbands. But the soldiers are like, yeah, we're not falling for that, and some more gun shootouts, and the prisoners win. And over on the American side of the prison, the Americans are playing volleyball, because, I don't know, I guess they're getting some time off from breaking rocks all day in the hot sun. Because even though they fought the law, and the law won, the law is going to give them a little bit of a break, some recess. Now, an Asian American... And I'm guessing he's Asian-American because everyone else on this side of the prison is American. So even though he's Asian, obviously he must have been born in America or lived in America for a significant amount of time to end up on the American side of the prison. Well, he, the Asian-American is upset at curly-haired dude because curly-haired dude beat someone up. That was his friend, I guess. Um, so it must have been Mustache Guy from the beginning of the film. So that's the only guy I really remember curly-haired guy beating up but it's enough for like a fight to start and they do some martial arts moves and the guards you know they're not going to do anything about it because you know fuck it let the prisoners beat the shit out of each other and curly-haired guy hits a roundhouse kick or something some sort of flying kick and seems to win the fight now it's nighttime and the prisoners turn soldiers well i guess not turn soldiers but they're dressed up like soldiers have come across the lake, and the lone female that's among them, lone woman, using female as a noun is wrong. So the lone woman among them uh, decides to take a bath in the lake while some sexy pseudo-funk porn music plays. I think, oh yeah, things are about to get sexy time in here, and then some sort of alarm trap gets set off, and then there's this large group of people that I think might be a cult and they're like worshipping the prisoners because they're down on their knees and doing the like hailing thing the we're, we're not worthy type of hail so I don't know what's going on then a bunch of dudes with well I'm just thrown off because I went to a commercial break and this commercial just popped up that I've seen as part of a survey I did because I like to do online surveys, because it's kind of like me, my only means of income. I make like $10 a month through this. And it just kind of always throws me off when I see a commercial that I've like seen before in one of the surveys to say, well, like, oh, what do you think about this? But back to the movie, a bunch of dudes with crossbows show up, and they tell the prisoners that they're trespassing, like, gotta get off this land, it's our land. And the head of the prisoners, he's like, whoa, hold on, we're prisoners, we escaped, we're not really, like, soldiers, and we hate the government too, and we think uh, that you guys, like, should let us join up with you, and we'll fight the government. And the head crossbow guy, he's like, 
yeah, you hate the government? Well, prove it. And the lead prisoner guy says, I would do anything against the government. And the head crossbow guy is like, good enough, we'll join up. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's, that's all it took to prove? Like, yeah, I'll do it. I hate the government. Like, I pinky promise, I swear, I cross my heart, hope to die, stick a needle in my eye. And, I mean, if, if he at least said that, like, I could understand. Because, you know, that's, like, some serious shit. Like, when you cross your heart, like, that's, a, that's as good as a blood oath. And these crossbow guys must be a cult or something. Because um, they got, like, crosses drawn on their foreheads. And they got the weird, like, half-shaved head thing where it's, like, the front half of, like, where their hair would be. So, like, from, like, their forehead to, like, halfway, like, by the ear. So they got just the back of their hair, which always freaks me out. You know, shave your hair into either completely off or at least do, like, a traditional male pattern baldness look you're freaking me out with this and the head crossbow guy i guess i'll call him head cult guy because not all the cult guys have crossbows just the head guy well i mean there's other guys there that have crossbows so the head cult guy he calls ahead to their rendezvous up at the top of the hill and i, I mean like it's not a cell phone it's a weird like radio phone i guess Cause it's it's a phone, it's not like an actual radio, but it's like attached to a radio. I don't know. Well, technology never ceases to amaze us. And she says, like, okay, it's you guys can come up ahead. So they get up there, but then another group of this these cult guys are pulling up and like, uh oh, because the prisoners are a no no or something. I don't know. I guess maybe it didn't get cleared with like all of the cult people. So the prisoners have to, like, go hide. And it kind of reminds me of that scene in Life of Brian when the Roman soldiers come and, like, they have to, like, hide really quickly, like, comically so, and just absurd, 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 that word is very much troubling me today, I guess. And so they... You know, they're all trying to hide, and the one guy just can't find any place to hide. And the two sets of cult people are, like, just kind of staring at each other, and they all pull out, like, ID cards. I guess, like, well, we gotta make sure that you're a card-carrying member of this cult. Okay, you guys are good. Now, the head prisoner and the woman prisoner decide they're just gonna fuck right there in their hiding space. I don't know if the rest of the cult is still, like, hanging out there. So, maybe they have to be, like, very quiet with this. To not, like, raise the suspicion of the cult members. And someone's staring at them through, like, the, like, a hole in the wall. And I don't know if it's one of the other prisoners. Maybe the cult guy. I guess we'll just have to wait to find out. If we do find out later. But I don't know why they felt like, let's just fuck right now. We're in hiding. This is hot. So fuck they do. Or we assume. Because then it cuts away before we see any of the good stuff. And over the American side of the prison, the curly-haired guy and 
what was I calling him? The long-haired dude who's the one that's going to betray him and is like a secret agent, like a double agent informant. They uh, craft a ruse of pretending to have stomach pains so that the guard can come in to check on him and they knock him out and take his uniform. You know, that old dastardly plan. And they kind of just walk out and there's another guard who's like, hey, what's going on here? Like, oh, we're just taking him because the head guard said to do so. And he's like, oh, okay, go ahead. And then some wacky music as the guard realizes, wait a minute, that isn't a real guard. And so they go, he goes chasing, but it's too late. And curly-haired guy and longer curly-haired guy have escaped. So now back over with the prisoners and cult supergroup. They're going over the plan to get into... You know what, I wasn't really paying attention, so I don't know what their plan really is, like where they're breaking into, something with the government to take over the government, I guess. But, you know, it's going to be easy for the cult members because they've got those ID cards, which I guess those ID cards were to help get them into this government place. It wasn't just like their membership ID cards for the cult. Too bad. I, I I kind of liked the idea that there was a cult that had ID cards. But no. But unfortunately, the prisoners, they don't have ID cards. So what can they do? Well, apparently prostitutes are brought into this place. So they could pretend to be prostitutes. And one guy, he doesn't like the idea of cutting off his balls. Seems kind of drastic, like... And how much time do you really have before, like, this plan that you're going to have the t time to cut off your balls to then be a prostitute? And the girl prisoner, she doesn't want to do it because, you know, I don't blame her. Like, shouldn't be forced to become a prostitute even if you just want to overthrow the government. And maybe she doesn't really want to overthrow the government, so it's unfair to ask her to become a prostitute. So... I don't know, maybe the head prisoner guy, he'll pretend to be a prostitute to get them in. Now, back with the Americans, curly-haired dude and longer, shaggy, curly-haired trader dude have made it to the secret rendezvous where there's an American girl who I guess must be one of the rebels or something. I don't know. I mean, you know, I guess I... Sh I shouldn't blame the film too much because it is American Force 6. So a lot of the things I'm questioning might have been built up in American Forces 1 through 5. So, so just because I don't know who these people are, it's really on me. Because I did not do the proper like reconnaissance of at least googling the plot details for American Forces 1 through 5. So, yeah, really... I've got no one to blame but myself. And so curly-haired dude is saying that, you know, he's going to draw them an outline of the prison so they can have an idea so that they can get in and... Did they... Now I'm trying to think that... Did the Asians blow up their prison? Or am I thinking of another movie I watched recently? Man, I can't keep these things straight. 
Because <laughs> even though this movie's like an hour and a half, it's I've split it over like a week's worth of time to watch it, so I don't really remember like everything that's happened, and I've gotten a lot jumbled up with other films, but now that I think about it, I think this is this film's been a tale of two prisons. There's the prison for the Asians and the prison for the Americans. So I guess we're going to try to break into the American prison. But shaggy curly-haired traitor dude, he's like, oh, you know, I need to go get some air. And everyone's like, oh, sure, because they don't suspect. But he's the traitor dude, and he turns on his tiny little radio that the bad guys gave him. So I thought it was like he would have to call them, but it's probably just a tracker. So that they know, like, okay. Which would probably be the easiest way for them to then find him. As opposed to him saying, like, okay, well, we passed, like, eight trees. And then there was a big rock. And so, yeah. It's a transistor tracker. Now, the prisoner and cult crew. Prisoner and the cult. That could be a bad name. Write that down. They pull up to the building of whatever I don't know if it's really like government building because the guards have like these weird like open face ski masks so I don't know if they're just cold because it's not quite to protect our identity because you can see their full face so it's not even to protect their face either from the cold their ears are just cold but their faces are just too warm it's that kind of situation and the cult members show their ID cards so they get in, and the prisoners, they decide to go in, go with the dress-up-as-prostitutes ruse, and it works, and they get in, and then they start killing some guards. They smash one woman's face against the wall, which seemed kind of harsh to me, but, I mean, I guess they didn't kill her. And then they either kidnapped or rescued a guy in a wheelchair. I'm not sure which way yet. I'm, I'm going to pretend that... I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that this was all a rescue mission for this guy in the wheelchair. Now, another group of cult members shows up, and they're mad at the other group. Um, apparently, one group of these cult members are traitors and working for the government, and I don't know which group is which, and I don't know who I'm supposed to be cheering for in this big face-off. And I thought, like, okay, maybe I'm racist because I can't tell them apart. But apparently neither can they, because one guy gets yelled at, like, all right, you're on my team. So I don't feel so bad about not knowing who's who. But lots of fighting going on. Some stuff goes boom. And what I'm assuming are the good guys, or at least our guys, run off. More things go boom, and the prisoners get in a jeep and make it into safety, and the bridge goes boom and stuff. And it's daytime now, and they've... They're meeting their rendezvous, who's some woman, and she winks at one of the prisoners, and oh no, it's a setup. It's a trap. They've been sold out to another group from the cult, which I don't know. I, I, I mean, is this one of the, are they aligned with one of the other two groups of the cults? Um, which I... Which I think actually kind of brings us up to four groups. 
of cult members. Because there's the one that originally took in the prisoners. But then remember, a second group met up with them. And the prisoners had to hide from that second group. And then there was the third group that was working with the government, I think, that was mad with the first group. Which I think the first group and the second group were working together. And so now there's this group. So I don't know if they're part of the uh, any of the other three groups, or maybe the third group was the second group, and um, and then the girl that betrayed them yells and tries to run, and then she gets shot. And I am so utterly confused by what the fuck is going on. And I hold no hope of figuring out what's going on because there's like six minutes left in this film. And I still don't know what the fuck is going on with the Americans. Where are the Americans? This film is called American Force 6. Where's the Americans? Then a helicopter arrives. And it's got people from the government, I think. Because they had set up this plant, I guess, I think to get the wheelchair guy. And they were going to go pay the cult guys for, you know rescuing or kidnapping wheelchair guy i'm still not sure which but oh another double cross the government wasn't actually gonna work with and pay the cult no they're gonna they're gonna pay them with lead bullets i don't know if they're lead bullets they're gonna pay them with bullets they kill the cult guys and take the wheelchair guy and free the prisoners Again, I have no fucking clue what's going on. And, like, these past ten minutes, I've actually made a concentrated effort to try to figure out what's going on. But I get the feeling that even had I been paying attention throughout this whole film, I still would be fucking lost on what's going on. Everyone is betraying everyone else. And finally, we're back to the Americans, and their little bunker hideout. And they're worried. They're trying to come up with a plan. But suddenly, the evil Asians, or Asians who happen to be evil, or the evil guys who happen to be Asian, I don't want to make the stereotype of, like, all Asians being evil. And I think they might be Chinese, because on their, like, uniforms, they've got, like, the red stripes with a star, and I'm pretty sure that's, like, the Chinese uniform, but I don't want to make, um, like, assumptions, so we're just going to say the evil Asians... Because remember, Trader has alerted them to the location. And so they come, and then there's some martial arts fighting, because American Force, they know martial arts. If they are American Force, I don't even know. But then they're fighting, and I'm like, wait a minute, there's like a minute left in this film. What's... <laughs> and I start worrying, like, okay, like, am I going to have the ending of this film? Like, how can they possibly, like, resolve all of this in a minute? And resolve it, they do. Maybe. Because... <laughs> okay, I'm going to try my best to explain. So, there's the martial arts fighting, and then the traitor guy reveals his true colors by taking the gun, and he's threatening to shoot the Americans. But then the girl American, she comes up behind, shoots him, and... Then they shoot, the good Americans that are left shoot all the Chinese soldiers, which there was like two. Um, 
evil Asian soldiers. I I shouldn't go with Chinese. I think they're Chinese, but for the safety of... And so, like, the evil guards are down, and one guy who has not left the bunker at all during all this fracas, he's been staying in the bunker, just looks up and shouts, It's over! And then... The end on the screen. Like, it literally just cuts to the end. Like, what the fuck? Like, what's over? Like, I'm not even sure if this was the American force. I'm guessing because they kind of were a force and they were American, but... You know, for being an American force movie, like, this barely even involved Americans. I don't know what their plan was. Do I have to watch American Force 7 to get a conclusion because I don't know what's going on with the cult and the government and the wheelchair guy and those prisoners that were the bulk of the movie and then America I don't like it's over the guy what does he mean it's over did they win the revolution was it just these two guards that they were worried about and now that those two guards are taken out they've won I don't know like not since Bad Meat, which if you've ever seen that film, and I may have brought this film up beforehand on my podcast, but when making the movie, they literally ran out of money, so there's no, like, third act to the film. It just ends. <laughs> so it has all this buildup, and it just then cuts to the end, because they didn't have an ending. So, like, there's a big mystery over, like, this person who's, like, wrapped up in bandages that you never learn, like, which character it was or what happens because it just... they didn't have enough money to film an ending for it. And that's what it feels like here. Like, I was worried, like, oh, man, did they not have, like, the ending? Like, is this one of those things, like, in transport? Because I think this is a foreign film because the dubbing is so horrible, it has to be foreign. And, like, I thought, like, okay... And who knows, it may be a case of there was an ending and it got lost when it got sent overseas. Or maybe they ran out of money making American Force 6 that they're like, ah, fuck it. I know, I get it. When the guy said, it's over, he meant the franchise is over. There will be no more American Force films. Thank you. Thank you. You know what, I gotta apologize. I wanted for 4th of July to do, like, some big patriotic film, and... I don't know. The title American Force sounded like, okay, these are, like, some patriots, and they're gonna fucking kick ass in the name of America. And we barely got the Americans in this film at all. I don't know, maybe I should've chosen one of the other American... There was American Force 4 available. (laughs) So it was, like... Four or six. Um, so I probably would have been as equally confused if I went four. So, but I apologize. Next year for Fourth of July, I will try to find something that actually is patriotic, that is actually about like Americans kicking ass in the name of America. Just, I feel cheated. As much as I hate the film, I feel cheated with this ending. But. Anyways, the usual, um, velvetowl at hotmail.com, or pigeon mail, 
or leave a comment on the YouTube section if you're in YouTube. Um, be sure to subscribe if you want. I don't really care. It does me no good. So, until next time, um, hopefully I will make it through another movie. God, these movies are so painful. Where is the American Force? And, I don't know, if you know of an American Force 7, please don't tell me. Because I do not want to know of its existence.